Okay, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Everyday Podcast, and this is episode three now. This is freaking crazy, but um, today's topic is going to be about relationships, and before we get into it, before we get into it, I'm going to introduce a friend, someone who I met, you know, a few months ago. It's freaking crazy that yeah. now we're on the episode of the podcast, so... Uh, I'll let you introduce yourself. This is Sarah, guys. I'll let her tell a little bit about herself. Okay. Hi, my name is Sarah. I'm 20 years old. I am a content creator, and I want to be into motivational speaking and everything and talking to young girls. I'm already a mentor at a community center right now, so we're just getting that all kicked off, and that's it so far. That's awesome. That's definitely something that's needed in the community, so love that. But, oh my gosh, I'm like just now coming. I literally just got home from the gym and I, I saw your message. I was over here chill and I was like, what am I going to eat for dinner? And then I see oh your God. message. I was like, oh my God. I was like, let's no, do this. Because <laughs> I thought I was going to be going to talk to some of the yeah. girls today, but um, they they canceled everything for the weekend yeah. just because of the holiday and everything. Yeah. So we're getting a little bit of time off, but I'm going to be It's like Good it. Friday and stuff too, mm-hmm. so... Yeah. Yep. So they were like, "We gonna be chilling at the house today. They want to go into community center." So I'm like, "All right. Well, I'm got nothing to do. So maybe I can just hop on and just chill." Yeah, which is totally fine with me. I was like, "I don't care." I mean, like I said, tomorrow's Saturday, so I'll be up. Oh my mm-hmm. god! I just looked at my watch as if it was on my wrist. It is over here on the charger. <laughs> okay, let's get into this. <laughs> so the first topic is a base. All these are based off of what we talked about the other day. First of all, so. The first topic is relationships and how damaged people hurt other people. So um, I can let you start first on just experiences with being damaged or being with a damaged person and how that affected you and kind of what you went through. Okay. Um, Well, maybe I can use like my last situation. I'm not going to say his name. Um, no, we, don't, we, don't, we don't have to say no names. Yeah, just, I'm not gonna we say, just say a mock, We could just say a mock name or something like. <laughs> um, I don't know. Whatever you're comfortable <laughs> with is okay. You know, take your time. Um. Okay, I'm just gonna say him. I'm not. I don't know. I can't think of something just to say. Yeah. But um, with me and him, I, Jordan, um, <laughs> I'm so sorry. My brother is over here <laughs> acting stupid. Um. Okay. okay. So with me and him, how our um, dynamic was, when we first met, we clicked instantly. And this was like, we talked a little bit about like our past and something we went through. And I feel like that was like something I shouldn't have did because I'm sorry, but I'm at a point now where like we're dating. I'm not going to tell somebody off rip about like what I've been through Mm -hmm. just because um, sometimes men or women, they look at that and be like, oh yeah, I know what he or she's going to put up with. So yeah. it's like some people see that and be like, okay, it's like, like they use it as a vulnerable spot to kind yes. of use it to their advantage mm-hmm. to, okay, I can do X, Y, and Z and they're still going to be here. Yes. So um, it was great. We clicked instantly and yeah. it was just as time went on, I would notice that he would try to get my reaction to things. Yeah. Like he'll say little stuff and I'd be like, okay, that's weird. <laughs> but then I'm just like, all right, you know, because I'm, I'm really cool. Like, my family, yeah. like, we, we talk shit about each other all the time, and we just yeah. be playing. Yeah, so, like, when people, when people try to cook me or make fun of me, I'm like, all right, I'm about to cook you back. Because right, like, I'm going to have some firepower ready to go. Yeah, like. no, literally, like, when I first seen you, I already knew what you looked like, but I'm not going to say it until you try 
Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So it was good and everything like that. And then it just got into like, he would like disappear. So yeah. like he would disappear and I reappear like a month or two later. And I would be like, okay, like what's going on? And then like after a while, when I started to get to know him more, I, like he would try to get my reaction first with mm-hmm. flag. Second, he would disappear and then come back and he would always love bomb me. I don't know yeah. if you ever heard people say that, but like with a narcissist, like they, when they get you back in their, their claws, mm-hmm. and their they grip, will show like... you, yes, they will show you all the love and do all the things that they did not do before it's, just to make you feel like they've changed and they really have. Yeah. It's kind of like an aggressive version of a Fifty Shades of Grey situation yes. where it's like yes. just grip yeah. and mm-hmm. can't go nowhere and... Yeah, and it was like I got along with his family very well. I still talk to his family. Like we're still close and everything, just because like we built that strong of a bond. Because it was yeah. without him. Like there was times yeah. that I would be there and I would just be with them. Right. So you know, got close with the family. Um, but he kept just doing weird stuff, and then that's when the cheating started happening. And it probably happened the whole time, honestly. Like I don't even know probably. half of the stuff. Usually, yeah, I don't if, even know. If half somebody of the cheats stuff. more than once, like and you're not knowing about that, and they keep mm-hmm. disappearing and stuff like that, and most likely. Yeah. Yeah, they just and got it. it was just like I never understood. Like I thought that it would work just because of how strong our, our bond was. Like, yeah. could nobody tell me anything about yeah. him? Like it was just like I cared about him, loved him, was there for him at his worst, and I would have been there for him at his best if he was to yeah. get there, you know, or do anything of that sort. Anything he had going on, I would have supported it. Yeah. But it just got to the point where like it just kept becoming a cycle. Like I knew, I yeah. know his patterns. The patterns now. kept repeating. Yes, yes, frequently. And I would take him back just because I'm like, okay, he said he's going to change, said he's going to change. And he never did. So it was just like, yeah. So like, it really caused me a lot of like confusion, just thinking like, okay, so why are you doing this? If you know your agenda, what your agenda is, you're going to play me or you're going to still do what you want to do. Like, it's just weird. So, well, it's like, it, it comes from a place of like, okay, you don't know their past. And you don't know what, like, damage, what traumas, like, they've gone through. And especially, like, as, like, males, we don't we don't have that space talk to talk it. about it, you know? Yeah. And that's the issue is, like, when a, a male comes from a very, like, mentally abusive household or very traumatic backstory yeah. and they don't have a way to heal and no one to acknowledge that for them, they're going to prey on the person that is closest to them and they're going to say they love you they're going to be there for you but then when that release comes out it's going to be the closest target which is you unfortunately that's that's how it works and it's not good but it's you know but that it is what it is that so like for me for me it it was me i was the damaged person in the relationship Mm -hmm. and i didn't I didn't know that I was damaged, you know? Yeah. I, I didn't do nothing, like, mentally abusive, like, verbally abusive. Like, I was, like, the best, tried to be mm-hmm. the best boyfriend that I could be possible. But I realized that that was my toxic trait of mm-hmm. from being a damaged person. I did the best that I could do at being the best boyfriend possible, being there for every single situation, putting mm-hmm. myself aside to always, to always be there until yeah. it, until it got so exhausting to the point where I would just be like, bro, I'm not doing nothing for myself. And yeah, I'm giving all of me way. into this one person. I'm feeling all this weight because I'm like, I don't even know who I am. And right. I have all these, 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 these traumas and these damages, and I'm being vocal about them. Like, I never kept them a secret. 
but like mm-hmm. nothing was nothing was happening for like that healing process and i was just like i'm <laughs> way too messed up right now to like yeah. and i started distancing myself and then there started mm-hmm. to be space too much space between yeah. and then the smallest little things would take me off like she would always like try to ask me if I'm okay and or like try to call me all the time and I would be like bro like why is she calling me right now like I don't want to talk on the phone like Mm -hmm. things that I would enjoy doing I hated and it wasn't like her that I hated it was because I knew personally that I was done and I didn't know what to do you know so it's like but that that kind of leans into my next question is just like realizing that um Realizing that you're damaged and that some things you have to go through alone, you know, like, yeah. was it, was there any, was there anything that kind of affected you in that way where you knew that it was like time for you to like step away, um, you know? It was probably just recent for me because it got to the point where, first of all, I met him in 2020 and I cut him off January yeah. of 2023. Yeah. So it's still kind of fresh. So recent, yeah, that's really yeah. Yeah, so, and it was on and off for all, you know, for the past two years. Yeah. But um, what got me was that it got to the point where he started, I felt, I would feel him getting distant. So, like, I'm like, all right, let me nip this in the bud before it gets worse. So, he wasn't talking to me for two weeks. I called him. I said, okay, I'm going to give you an ultimatum. Either we're going to work this out, be consistent with each other, grow with each other, or we're done. No communication, no nothing. Of course... He chose to work Tries it out. Tries to want to work it out. But that his actions did not show that. So then, um, I'm not going to lie. I he would, he's, a, he's also a content creator. I don't know if he still does it now because he's not that consistent with certain things. But um, he doesn't leave really mess with social media like that. But um, was on TikTok, and he's on there. And I'm like, okay, I didn't hear from him for two weeks. Yeah. But you can post. And so then I see somebody comments on his stuff. And I was stupid. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> and I seen that he was under a girl's picture, thirsty, and that triggered me. And after that, yeah. I block, 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 done, delete, delete everything. Well, it's because it's like, well, it's just like okay, when when it's kind of like when when we were a thing, yeah, you was over here super distant, but mm-hmm. like now you're thirsty up underneath a different girl. That's what I'm like, saying. It's like you can comment. So you can comment these emojis and stuff, but you couldn't text or call my phone. But you can't text me, me back or call me back, right? Or you, because you, you know, don't, you know, you don't care. Yeah. So after that, I was like, "All right, I'm done." Um, I didn't even tell him anything. I just ghosted. Like, yeah. I just ghosted. So, um, that's when I'm. I was. I was hurt. I can go lie. I probably like cried for a good like two weeks. But after that, I'm like, "All right, let's make these goals. Let's talk about these triggers. Let's heal. Let's look at." Yeah, I, look, I did. I did a gotta, big. You look at it as a positive. You gotta look at it as like you had to. You had to mm-hmm. go through those things mm-hmm. in order to so, be where you're at. Like I look at like like my relationship that I got out of. Like I can take nothing bad away from that relationship. Like everything positive came from that. Mm-hmm. I the only negative thing I can take with that from way was was me knowing that right. I was just not in a place where I needed to be with anyone and knowing okay. that another person didn't need to go through that journey with me of healing like the the healing process had to come from me and me by myself you know mm-hmm. and I yeah, think that like real. you know but it's also just like this next um, topic is called are we truly in love or are we trauma buddies? And that is something <laughs> <laughs> that is something where, you know, and I don't know 
your past or just things that you've gone through where you are healing from certain things. But, mm-hmm. you know, in life, it's like you can either are you like, you know, and when you're with another person and you appreciate that person's space and you appreciate what mm-hmm. that person is doing for you. If yeah. you've gone through things yourself and like, so have they, it's like, it's not hard to fall into that like trauma buddy system where it's like, whatever you, whatever you're not getting, whatever you didn't get and you're getting from them, like you, you don't want that to go away and like vice yeah. versa. But then when like the love factor comes into play and actually like supporting one another and like growing together, that's a gray area, you know? Mm-hmm. Hence yeah. why, hence why it's like he was off and on, you know, would go and come back. It's like he would go and, away, yeah, and, and then like, only come back when he needed whatever he was getting from either he yes. wasn't getting from someone else, and that's that trauma bond of yeah. Okay, in this moment when I'm going through this, she was the only person who can comfort me, give me that love. Exactly, that I'm missing. Exactly. Like, literally, that's how it was for sure. Because he told me like out of because he, you know, he. He's dated a lot of girls. Yeah. So he told me out of, like, all of them, I'm the only one that's, like, genuinely, like, loved and cared about him. Like, he knew that. Yeah. And the way that my heart is, like, I have a good heart. And when yeah. I love somebody, like, I go hard for them. All the way. Family, you know, friends. Like... Yeah. So it's, like, he knew that. And, like, when he was feeling down and needed that validation, I was always there to clear it up and yeah. to clean it's, up the it's... mess. And put the bandaid on and stitch it all up and it's all using, that. It's using that emotion of knowing that. Mm-hmm. I don't really miss the person, but I miss miss what that person did for me. And I miss that love that I got from that person. But like anyone can give you that kind of love, you know? And that's why it's like in a lot of relationships you have to think about, it's like, are we really just trauma buddies? Like, are we really just here to comfort one another? And and that's the thing, like, I didn't even know I was a trauma, a trauma buddy. And you, and you won't until it even, comes to pass, you know? Yeah, it was like my intentions were pure, a thousand yeah. percent. His was not. So it's like now I'm at a point where I'm just like, I'm just focusing on myself. Yeah, like, you got I'm to. not worried about what he's doing. And I mean, whatever he's doing, I hope he's doing good at it. Like, I don't wish yeah. bad on nobody. Yeah. But I'm just focused on myself at this yeah. moment. So. And it's like, it's kind of just like leaving a closed door, letting it just be a closed door. As much as it hurts, like, (laughs) you gotta, you gotta just, you gotta put more into you, you know? Yeah. And it's so crazy because like when I closed that door, maybe like three weeks later, I got my car. So all good positive things were happening. Yes. Like every, everything. It needed to be. (laughs) Yeah. It needed to end because God bless me. Exactly. It's so you know, many and, opportunities and, and it's crazy. It's there's this one thing it's like, you know, um it's like if God closes the door and like opens up another one, it's like and he gives you a new beginning, it has to have an ending. Like you have to end whatever is supposed to end to let that new beginning start. And it's like mm-hmm. it's that emotional attachment because I was there like when I ended my relationship, it's like for a while, like I tried to we tried to still talk, we tried to hang out a few times, like it's that connection that's still there, but then you just feel like I'm over here, then I'm not. I'm over here, then I'm not. Yeah. You know, and then and it's, you, and it's like friends being friends. Like I don't know. It, like I thought about like maybe being friends. It doesn't, it doesn't friends. work. And that's what I'm saying. It doesn't like, work because uh, there's things that I did with you that I do not do with a friend. And mm-hmm. every time I'm with you, it's like 
I have to really just separate the fact, like, I really have to try hard to, like, not look at you in the same light to treat you like a friend. And it just, and it doesn't work. Like, it just, it doesn't work. No, especially if you guys did not start off as friends. No. Because me and and him, like, we did not start off as friends. We just got straight to it. Like, hey, I like you, you like me, what's up? And I think what was easier for me in some ways with my situation is we did start off as friends. Mm. We started off as like the best of friends. We met during the pandemic, like right when mm. COVID started, we met. So it's like yeah. we were friends. I was hanging out with her all the time. I would go to her family's house. Like we would play game, have game nights. Like we were, we had like a great friendship. And then that, and then a relationship came from it. And somewhere like along like the relationship, like once it got to that point where I just was like feeling what I was feeling. Mm-hmm. I, I felt that separation of like I don't even feel the way I feel for you like the same way I did from a relationship standpoint yeah. and I really just miss the friendship like I miss the friend that I had but once yeah. you go from being friends to being in a relationship like that that ship has sailed you can't go back to just being friends and that's the part that like hurts that you just have to like I gotta just let you go for my own yeah. well, for my own well being, you know. Mm-hmm. That's true. And like it sucks. Like it's not it's not an easy thing to do. But when you realize that a person doesn't want to let you in to like their past and they let you into their traumas and their issues and they don't want to like yeah. let you in and break down those walls that they have put up because. As little as he men don't want to admit to it. Like, men have a lot of walls put up that we don't want to admit to. Like, yeah, a lot a of, like, like, a lot he, of emotional walls, like. Yeah, no, the way my ex would do it, he, like, honestly, he felt like every female was the same. Even me. Like, he'll sit up here and question me, and I'm like, like, you know, what are you, you're over here making all these freaking <laughs> little mind games. What are you trying to prove? It's like, what, I'm not like them. I'm like, I'm like here to people, love you. You know? Like, what is, what is going on? But he definitely, like, has, like, major, well, had, I don't know, major trust issues with me. Even though, like, my actions showed that I loved, cared about you. Oh, you can, you know, you can, you can, you could drop the whole entire world for him. And if he, like, if he, if he doesn't have things right here, mm-hmm. never, nothing's ever going to change, you know? Yeah, exactly. So, but I mean, men can't really talk about their feelings and stuff without being looked at like they're weak. Right, or, like they're weak or they're like it's frowned upon or you're soft yeah. and stuff like that. And that's, that's, that's the whole point of my pocket of this podcast is like, you know, outside of, um, like outside of our episode, because I realize I'm just like, look, like this is about to be for everybody, you know, but, yeah. but my main motive is to create that safe space for men to feel like they can talk about whatever they want to talk about and release that, yeah, like release that time, like heal from it and not get judged because like I grew up with two sisters. I'm very emotional. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm going to be completely honest, very emotional. Yeah. Like I'm very connected with just my emotions. Like, you know, but that's mm-hmm. not, but that's not a bad thing. Like I wish every guy had that experience to at least like grow up with a sister. You know, because you you feel in different ways, like, you know, and you're more in tune with being vulnerable and stuff like that, you know, Mm -hmm. and 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 being okay. Like my big brother, really, like we had a conversation last night and he was talking about he just now is learning how to be vulnerable because and he was realizing how much he was holding his himself back 
by not yeah. being vulnerable and releasing those things that he was holding on to. And it's is and, and and then adding a relationship on top of it, you're just oh. you're you're just you're 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 breaking down the person who yeah. who's trying to love you, you know? And mm-hmm. it got so bad for me that it's like I couldn't let like I could not allow her to love me no more because I did mm-hmm. not know how to love myself, you know? Right. So I guess like it's yeah. just it's a lot. And also, it's like, too, like, I look at it this way, too, like, with yeah. our relationship, because I'm not perfect. Like, None of us are. No. I am not perfect <laughs> at all, but I am not no cheater. No. I'm loyal. I'm faithful. I'm caring. I'm all these great qualities. That's one thing. And but it's just like, honestly, I feel like I didn't love myself when I was in that relationship because I was putting up with so much other stuff. Like, yeah. You know, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, he's this... Because he's honestly not even a bad guy. No. It's just when it comes to women and relationships, it just does not mix. No. It's like oil and water. Like, it, you can't... No. One is sinking, but, one's floating right at the top. But. No, no. Seriously. So, it's like, as a person, he's a good person. But it's like, with me, like, after I left, like, I realized, like, I'm very powerful. Yeah, very I'm powerful. extremely powerful. My aura is good. My energy is good. When I walk into a room, you can feel, you feel the presence. The you demand you can that feel it. presence yes, when you yes. walk in a room. And that's just generally how I feel about myself that I'm I'm learning because yeah. silence is really powerful too. And that's what I do. I didn't do no get back. I don't do all that. I'm just going to leave you, let you do what you do. And you're never going to hear from me ever again. And that will eat you up inside because I don't, I don't do get back. We are the same person. Why are we the same person? <laughs> Because when I tell you, look, the Lord knows <laughs> that when I that when I ended my relationship, I went ghost. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't talk to her, and I let her reach out to me. And from not even a cocky standpoint, but I knew mm-hmm. that, like, for me to get what I need to get, I gotta just not have contact with you. I yes. I unfollow. No I unfollow her on Instagram. Deleted her off Snapchat, off of Twitter, Facebook, like, and not even from a hatred standpoint. But it's just like oh, I can't. No. I can't see you. I can't see because, you because, because that that's gonna you, like. Yes, and it you know it re it's like you're re-traumatizing yourself. Exactly. And that's what I realized. My sister told me that yeah. when I was when I seen his when I seen that TikTok stuff, what made me just go off. Yeah. She's like, you can't keep looking at it. No, because, because you're it's doing, gonna, you're hurting you're yourself. Gonna, exactly, you're hurting yourself, and they don't even yes. know that you're hurting yourself because they're not the ones yep. doing it. You're you're causing yourself self-inflicted mm-hmm. pain, and yes. and it's because your image um, and your memory of that person is forever tainted from the from the things that you went through. So looking mm-hmm. at anything that has to do with them is going to trigger. It's going to trigger yes. that in and your mind. triggers are mm. deep, deeply rooted. And and that's a good like thing that you mentioned, like that you didn't even know how to love yourself. And like that's how I felt too because I was giving yeah. all that I had to give into one person and honestly felt like I was becoming the person that they needed me to be for them and losing sight of the person that I needed yeah. to be for me. And look, there was many, yeah. there was many a weeks and many a days <laughs> after we broke up that I just would cry. Like, because I'm just like, well, well I don't know who frustrated. Like, I'm frustrated yeah. because I'm like, why? Like I just, mm-hmm. <laughs> looking in the, like, it's a deep thing when you look in the, I told, like, I told my mom this, I'm like, nobody knows what it feels like when you look in the mirror and you're staring at that person in the mirror and you do not know who that person is. Like, 
Right. And that's like, yeah. you know, and I, and that, yeah. that's how I was feeling in my relationship. And I was like, I will never let myself feel like that ever again. Like, never. And ever it's again. like, I, and I can't allow myself to go through no, no shit like that mm-hmm. again. Just because, no. like, I look at myself so different. I'm not the yeah. same person. No, we, like, that's how we, I look at it. I'm not the we, same person. You heal, you move on, you evolve into the person you're supposed mm-hmm. to be. And it's those experiences exactly. and those, those that hurt and that trauma that, that, build that builds you up into the person that you're supposed to be and then you pray yeah. that they do the same but if they don't that's on that's them, on them. That's, that's not, not on me problem. it's not my problem it's not you your know? problem anymore and it's like even right now like because yeah. i don't got no hate for him i still yeah. care about him love him you know wishing the best yeah but even right now like he is like hurting just because <laughs> he's not he's going to because you know, he's not going to um have access he's not going to no have access. access to you and he and he is alone and does not know how to release all that. I mean, and mm-hmm. I mean, I pray without like, my help. Exactly. Without your help. And as a hurt and damaged person, you, we, we rely and wait too much on other people to heal us and we have validation, and, right. To continue having that validation. And it sounds good for a little bit, but then when you buy yourself and you're not with that person, all that stuff comes you break way down. back and you start breaking down yeah. and then you just like, you start just freaking out because you're like, I need that person. I need that person. But then like, I don't really love that person. I just, I, I mm-hmm. just appreciate what they did for me, you know, mm-hmm. missing, the, missing the thought of them, but not missing them as a whole, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And. It's just, no. like, I got to a point where I'm like, bro. First of all, I'm gaining, I'm gaining mad weight. <laughs> I'm, I'm not even going to work for real. I'm not even motivated. I'm over here looking crusty half of the time. I'm not even getting cute. I ain't got my hair done. Look. And it was just because I was so comfortable yeah. with him. And I'm just yeah. like, well, he loves me naturally. Exactly. Like, he don't care. Exactly. But it's like, bro. But how come when I'm by myself, I want to work out. It's, I want to look good. I want to do all these things. I want to be in a relationship where, like, I can still do, do those me, things and not, but feel it's like, not like in a bad way. Yeah, exactly. yeah. like I still want to look good and yeah. I still want to go out yeah. and stuff. But it's just like with him, like I was just so focused on him, and plus I always wanted mm-hmm. to be around him because I knew if I was not around, yep. I would be thinking he's cheating yep. or he's doing something. Just, I need to be around that, him. And that's, and that's not that's good. not good because you're living in survival mode. You're not living in like a mm-hmm. healthy and. Look, when I I was the heaviest I ever was in my life when I was with my ex. Mm-hmm. Like I was damn near pushing like four hundred pounds. Like oh, wow. close to like four hundred pounds. Like mm-hmm. just unhealthy, going out, drinking at the bars. Or eating. Drinking at yes. the bars, Uber oh eating, God. McDonald's, Taco Bell, all the food because we because yeah. we're drunk, like or we're tipsy, mm-hmm. like smoking, taking edibles, like just living that party lifestyle and honestly like when i started prioritizing my health and being in the gym it it was mm-hmm. a problem and i felt i was put in situations mm-hmm. where i had to choose yeah. whether or not to go out with you and be like a fly on the wall because like we're out with you and your ten thousand friends or go to the gym and i'll see you when you get back Without you it. know and that was a con- yeah. that was a constant situation i just was like look i'm not gonna choose between my health <laughs> yeah, or going out and drinking. Like, I'm not doing that, you know? And, yeah, no. and it's just like, like you said, it's like you get so caught up with loving that person that you're like, they love me no matter what, that you don't even think about your weight. 
because you know mm-hmm. that regardless, that person's still gonna be there. And yeah, and it's like I look at old pictures of myself when I was in that relationship, and like I okay, so like I'm honestly not even like a heavy set yeah. person. Like I'm really not. Right. And there's people out here that be like, "Well, Sarah, you look good before you even started working out." But it's like, bro, I see these big ass back rolls. <laughs> so I'm saying, I seen these back rolls on my back. And I'm like, bro, no, those go. never like, were there. Like, never. <laughs> look, I looked and at I old like, photos of myself, and my face was looking real puffy and greasy. I was like, mm-hmm. I was like, never. Yeah, mm-hmm. never, again. never again, never again, <laughs> never again. And it's like now, I just feel like I got all this energy and yeah, I'm happy, you're, and you're, I go out every day. You're watering your own glass. You're not watering someone else's glass, and they're not, and they're just taking from yours. You know. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's the best advice my my uh, my ex's mother could have ever gave me was. You need to find people who will pour into you as much as you pour into them. And yeah. I ran with that. And the yeah. best thing that she could ever, that was the best advice she could ever gave me because she, she didn't care if it was, if she didn't care if it even related to her own child. Like she's like, if, yeah. if she's not Being pouring real. into you as much as you are pouring into her, like that's a problem. Like, you know, she, mm-hmm. she was a straight shooter. She was real. And like, that's the best advice I could just even give anybody like poor. You have to find people who like you're equally yoked, like are pouring into you as much as you're giving them. Mm-hmm. Otherwise you're just being drained and you fall into this exactly. pattern of I'm overexerting myself all the time. Yeah. And it comes to a point where honestly, like some people try to play the victim a lot, but it comes to a point where sometimes you really aren't a victim. You're literally just doing it to yourself. Exactly. Like, honestly, are you going to keep touching a hot stove? You're going to get burned every right. time. And I was just telling my friend that earlier. I was just talking to her about that earlier. And it's like, you're going to keep touching the stove. You're going to get the same results. Exactly. So what do you think? If you go back to doing what you used to do, what are the results going to be? Exactly. You already know. It's just some people be delusional and they think or it's going to be something that's changing. Some people that's just, crazy. Exactly. Or some people just that's are so, some people crazy. are so hopeful. I mean, myself included, you just become so you, you, well, it, it's true in a relationship when you, you, when you find like the love of your life and you think that this person is, is never going to go away, the fact that that's even a thought in your mind that this person is never going to be in my life anymore, like you're going to do anything to feel yeah. to be hopeful that things are going to change you know yeah and then mm. and then it's never going to mm. change you have to accept the situation for what it is accept that person for who they are yeah. and just be okay with the outcome because you're just damaging yourself they don't know that you're staying up at night hoping that they're going to change you mm-hmm. are no. putting false expectations on thinking that they're going to change when they're not you know exactly oh. so it's just like so when you get a chance to wake up and you look at yourself and you're just like, dang, like I'm really tripping. Exactly. Like I shouldn't even have went back. No. But I mean, love is love. Love is love and, and it's a spectrum. Sometimes it can really make you blind. It, yeah. And it's a crazy ever changing thing. And, and my thing is like love doesn't have to just be, and a lot of people, this is going to be, this is going to be a deep, this is going to be a deep one, but <laughs> Love is not always sexual. Like, it's not. They're not going to hear that. Like, they don't want to hear that. But love is not always sexual. Love is like, like I have my best friend, my best 
like one someone who I consider like my rider who I met in like the worst time of my life when I needed someone going through my breakup and she mm-hmm. has shown me the utmost love on the planet and that's when I realized that like love is, can come from someone who you're not even in a relationship with like love no, love is not a sexual thing love is I tell my best friends I love them like you know yeah. And that's what people mm-hmm. and people just associate love with sleeping with another person. And that's no, wh- and that's where the toxicity comes from yeah. of like I love no, you. It's like, guys, you know. <laughs> no. Guys, I mean women do it too, but I don't know. I feel like guys they do it more than women sleep, though with yeah. sleeping with guys a whole bunch of people will in sleep the with a girl. You, you know. Not even, and that's the thing though, they won't even tell you they love you, but they'll just sleep with you. And then the girl might think, Oh, yeah, he or, loves me. No, you know, he loves your vagina, right? And he loves what he's getting it. from you, but he don't love you exactly. <laughs> but when it comes to that, though, my friend Jayla, yeah, me and her have been friends since seventh grade, yeah. and I'm almost three years well, this would be three years out of high school. Yeah. Like, me and her have been friends for the longest, yeah. And me and her, like, we're just so locked in, like, I know that's gonna be my friend for life exactly. because she done been there for me, I done been there for her. And we just, we click, yeah. like, instantly. Like, that's my, that's my best friend. Yeah. Like, can't nobody ever change that. That's my so, best friend. She a real No, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, she she's, like, everything. She's really a good person. And, like, and it's just friendships. They come and go. But it's like, when you got that one person and, you know, it just, it just works out great. So. Yeah. yeah. So what? I'm making sure it's still recording. Um, I think it stopped recording for a second, but we can pick back up. But um, yeah. So honestly, like, just all of that is like just <laughs> just to really just let people know, like, bro, like, love is a spectrum of so many different things, and when a person's not fully when a person's not fully healed, they can't truly love you. Like, and, and you know. And if you're not healed okay. yourself, you're not going to be able to be with a person 100% either. And y'all just going to no. be going through traumas, internal traumas, and your your internal traumas and scars are just going to attach onto a person physically. And you're just going to be going through life not knowing yeah. that we've been spending 10, 15, 20 years like, just being trauma buddies, you know? Sometimes I think my situation is bad, but then I see other people and they're like, oh, we a decade and it's still the same stuff going yeah. on. I'm like, man, how? How? Like, I mean, it's just like you just gotta get to a point where you get tired and you exactly. choose yourself. Exactly. And I'm at a point now where I'm choosing myself. And, and unapologetically, too. And, like, unapologetically Yeah, like, I don't myself, feel bad for you know? it. Like, I'm not sitting here Mm-mm. I'm not sitting up here, you know. <laughs> and it's like, I ain't gonna lie, like, I, you know, I, I care, like, you know, I feel like I care mm-hmm. about my ex and stuff, but like, I don't wish bad on him, but like, when you know, I hear like, oh, you know, he's sad and stuff like that. I don't feel like, bad. I like used to. I used to feel bad. Like, I really yeah. did. But yeah. now it's like, no, like you well, did it to you, yourself. This you can't time. feel. Like, you can't feel bad for a person who doesn't want to change, or for a person who doesn't even want to take the first step with just acknowledging, hey, this is what I'm going yeah. through. I need some help. You know, yeah. or I don't even yeah. know how. To, I don't even know how to fix this. But hey, can I just talk to you for a little bit and just vent? Mm-hmm. You know. Just start, just start there, you know, with not holding all that in, but 
Right. You know, it's 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 accepting the fact that you can't change people who don't want to be changed. No, and until a lot of they think, are ready. Yeah, and a lot of people think that they can change people. Like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm gonna stick around longer. I'm gonna show mm-hmm. them different. Mm-hmm. So, like, if let's say so you tell somebody like, oh, um, my, you know, my dad or whoever used to beat on me and used to do all this stuff to me. And then it's like you try to be the opposite and be like over loving and mm-hmm. caring to show them that but there's a different that's, side. Of you. That's but that's that, not... that's trauma you haven't healed from, and you're just latching onto a person doing the exact opposite of what you were given. But that's mm-hmm. toxic because now you don't know how to deal with confrontation. You know, mm-hmm. and yeah. like, yeah, yeah, it's there's a lot that comes to like truly healing, but it's. The first step yeah, is and, and it, a, the first step is acknowledgement, you know. Yes, and it's an everyday battle. It like is. there's days where like like right now I'm in a space where like I'm happy, I'm doing me, like I'm making money, yeah. I'm you know taking opportunities. But then I do have my days where I look at myself and I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> but then and I'm and I'm just like I'm not and I overthink it and I'm like, okay, like okay, chill out. You're doing what you're supposed to do. You're doing things that you like to do. Like, calm down. And I also write. I journal a lot. Like, I write down. I journal a lot. She's gonna be an author, y'all. Book. The book is coming. No. The book is coming. And I'm, okay. and I'm on my. I'm on my third one. Third I love one. That. I love it. So like, I just journal and I talk about how I feel and what you goes never, through my mind. You never know. You could end up coming out with like a little poetry book of like how you of things that you've healed from and. Or not, or not even things that you've healed from, yeah. but just like things that you went through and how it affected you and how you overcame yeah. those things. And that could be something yeah. that could be a pivotal moment for other women who are who will come after you, like younger girls, to yeah. to and read that and to know that like yeah. we're not alone, like in this, you know. Because I done been through so much, and I look back at those journals and I read them, and I'm like, wow, like I was. So young, going through all this lot. stuff, and it's like the energy of my journals they have switched because now they're more positive. Yeah. But like I used to go through it, and yeah. that's why I'm a mentor for girls now because I've been through so much, and yeah. I've had people that have supported me. But like I've gotten myself out of so much yeah. stuff, and I've been through a lot. Yeah. And it's just like I I'm an open book, so I don't yeah. even mind sharing. Like if somebody <laughs> was coming to me and be like, "Hey, like what?" Why is something like this? I'm like, because this, that, and the third. Like the other day, my mom, this is kind of TMI a little bit, but my mom was like, Sarah, why were you, you know, having sex at a young age? And I told her why, because around the time, my stepdad of like a decade, they broke up. Mama was going through a little, little ratchet, little hoe phase. Mm -hmm. She was. Mm -hmm. And um, she like, wasn't there for me. Like I was like 13, 14. You know, you get into your teens, your parents will pull you to the side and have talks with you and, Try yeah. to guide you. Yeah, I did not have that at all. So you're kind of you're just going through life, experiencing these all these emotions, mm-hmm. feeling these things all by yourself, and no one to tell you yes. like how to like dismiss them. You know? Yeah, and she didn't have time to look into me. So it was around so that time I'm like, just, okay, you know, you, I got into boys. Yeah, and, and you fed on were, you fed on how you felt. Like, mm-hmm. and I told her that, and I broke it down to her. And she started crying. And I told her, I'm like, why are you crying? And she's like, because, like, I didn't know that. And I'm like, well. Like, how were you? you? Like, at that time, like, how were you supposed to know? But, like, coming to that full circle point yeah. now to talk about it, that's mm-hmm. the healing. is like, yeah, coming sure, back because, to it. Mm-hmm. Cause that's, and that's the first thing I worked on was my relationship with my mom and yeah. my stuff from my childhood. Like, I can say now that I've moved past it 100%. Yeah. Like, I don't hold nothing against my mom. 
But it's like when things are brought up, I am honest about it now. Yeah. And I'm just like, that's the reason why. Yeah. And I'm not sitting there saying, oh, it's all my mom's fault because I used to blame my mom for everything. Yeah. Like I used to be like, this is why this is because of her. And she did this and she did that. But I'm 20 years old now and I need, I take accountability for my actions now. Yeah. I can make my own decisions. We all have a choice in life. Exactly. And any choice that I make, yeah. Any choice I make, whatever consequence it is, it's on me. Not yeah. on my mom, not on my dad. Because yeah. I see a lot of grown people mm-hmm. be like, well, my childhood was like this. I'm like, bro, you're 48 years old. Why are you sitting there blaming your 60 or your 70-year-old dad for something that for happened what he did to like long, ago, Let it like, go. Like, so that is, you know, something that, like, I am going through right now with just acknowledging, like, the honestly kind of fucked up things like that I've gone through in my life and mm-hmm. n- not using those as an excuse, but using those as like, this is why I'm here. Like, this is why mentally, like I'm here, you know, because, mm-hmm. because of, because of the ripple effect of how deeply rooted that stuff was, you know, and working on moving past it, you know, but yeah. it's, but as long as you're working on it, though, it's, it's not like, matters. you know, yeah, as long as you're trying to be a better you, because everybody's not the same. We're all different no. versions of ourselves. Yeah. So it's like, as long as you're working on it and you're getting past it in the most healthiest, calmest that way that you, you can, can do, exactly. Yeah. Like, you know, some people use drugs and alcohol to and get past their healthy. problems. That's and that's not healthy. That's not healthy. No, it is. Literally, it's like burying. And then when you burying. are sober. <laughs> yeah. And then when you're sober and you're chilling, now you're irritated, you're frustrated. Yeah. And it's like, that's not, you're not helping yeah. yourself at all. You're not helping your case. You're just making yeah. it more worse and using yeah. substance and getting, you know, some people abuse those type of things. So it's just like, because you it know, numbs be you. natural. Yeah. So you don't feel anything because the pain be that bad. Mm-hmm. But some people got to go to therapy. And I mean, I've thought about going to therapy in Same. the past, but Same. honestly, I'm strong enough to be like, okay, Sarah, this is this, that is that. Honestly, and the I'm gym really surprised. has became my therapy. Like the, <laughs> The gym yeah, has helped me through a lot of getting over my relationship and stuff like in the past, because like, you when know, you start working out and you feeling good about yourself. Like, and yeah. it brings you a lot of confidence. It does. Because especially when you like compare like your pictures and your videos, I do that very often. Yeah. I just recently did that. Yeah. And everybody's like, oh my God, Sarah, you're bomb. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, we I out here looking sexy. Like, we did the damn thing. Like. <laughs> Look, my friend. Gotta give myself some credit. My friend be boost my my friend Daisy be boosting me up, and um, today we had a little we had a little um a little business kind of meeting thing, you know, sending make mm-hmm. creating a little PR email and stuff, and um, I was I was wearing like one of my gym shirts, and I was getting ready to you know go to the gym. Yeah. And um, she was recording me, and I started flexing. I started like doing all this stuff, and she was just like, <laughs> she was like, I'm recording. She's like, take it serious. And I was like, I was oh like, oh, God. I was like, oh, for real, for real. And <laughs> and she was like, she's like, ever since the day I told you that, like, I wanted to see you like like shirtless up on a billboard. She's like, you've been taking that to heart. And I was like, yeah. And when it yes. happens, when it happens, just know that I'm up here looking sexy. That's why. Like, yes, <laughs> love the energy. Yes. Like, <laughs> But just take from all of this is yes. healing takes time. 
healing mm-hmm. takes acknowledgement and you're not going to start healing unless you truly want to be healed yes and put in the know? work because it's a lot in, of work it's a daily thing that's why this podcast title is called the everyday podcast because mm-hmm. every day is something different like, no, every day is its own battle of its own and every day is look if you woke up today and tomorrow that's a new day the, like tomorrow yeah. is not promised for nobody so that's why i call it the everyday podcast because every day is its own yeah. struggle within its own and every day is a new mission where you gotta boost yourself up to sometimes even get out of bed like yeah but it's no, just seriously. about building community wow. building people wow. who are going to be supportive yeah. and be there for you and 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 understand like today i'm just not having it today like and if i'm crying and i don't know why just 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 let me let me be that's the thing that i do (laughs) yes that's the thing like if i need a day where i just need to cry or be upset i'll go in my room i'll write play some relaxing music and and then afterwards write it out like (laughs) yep and then i'll talk to my sister or call my friend and be like hey i'm feeling like this that and the third and i'll always and i feel like through this too i've also gained emotional intelligence yeah so like when i'm upset like i don't read i don't act on my emotions no because you can't because sometimes it's 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 triggered from something and you have to you have to acknowledge Mm -hmm. like where the emotions coming from what triggered you to even feel that way to start crying and then Mm -hmm. like just (laughs) yeah no and i'm very honest like with my feelings like if i'm feeling some type of way I'm going to say it, and I'm like, this is why. Like, I'll write it. I'll just write in my journal. Yeah. But honestly, like, I don't know. I thought about, like, making my journals into books. Like, mm-hmm. when I get done with them, like, maybe I can, like, you know, have somebody read through it. and obviously Yeah, and then create it into a book. And all that stuff. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And like, and that, you just don't know how, like, what your story, how it's going to pan out to turn yes, into. And I, and I always start my journals with, like, an introduction. So, like, my first one, I was, like, probably 16, 17. Hi, my name is Sarah Hilliard. I'm 17 years old. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Bro, like, and I and it's like it's so cringe reading them, but like honestly, like I've thought about making them into books just because my mind is always going, always going. And it was so real. I'm so real in my journals. Like yeah. I'm so honest with myself. So it's like it's no fake, yeah. no sugarcoat, and it's real. Yeah. Like it's it's yeah, it's everything. You definitely should. I think that like somewhere down the line that needs to happen and that very well could be your definitely add that on my with wanting to be a pub with wanting to be a public speaker and stuff like that just makes sense to turn your story into a book of some sort even like a memoir like yeah and it's like i know that i can do it like i'm pretty confident because i know me like i'm learning me I know my beliefs. I know what I, you know, I want to do and all that stuff. But like motivation, I, I just want to be, I want to do something happy and positive yeah. and impacting on other yeah. people because I didn't have, honestly, like I've never looked up to nobody. Yeah. I don't, I've never had a role model, a role model, like seriously, like <laughs> my mom, I don't look at my mom and be like, oh, I want to be like my mom or I don't have an auntie who, you know, like, and it's like, I'm on to like breaking generational curses. Same. So it's like me, I'm, the way I'm moving my life, my family does not live like this. Like probably my siblings, me and my siblings or my aunties, uncles, yeah. they're on some other shit. Yeah. And yeah. it's like they're so stuck on things and I want me and my siblings to be happy. Exactly. You know, and be you know, do all the good stuff that, that we should be doing at our age. Exactly. And that's why this whole that's why today even happened. Like I felt the energy the other day over the Instagram live and mm-hmm. I was like, no, nah. I'm like, we yeah. need to we need to be this needs to be on an episode, <laughs> like because it 
it's stuff that we're talking about that people need to hear and yeah. people need to hear it from a female perspective and a male perspective together in the same yes because we are different exactly we, we are, we very, are different. very different but if we are both coming to the same understanding it gives people hope mm-hmm. to be like well, yes. dang like yeah like no, they're, had... they're, they're clicking like they understand mm-hmm. they're going through the same things like yeah. life, like it's not hard it's just it's 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 a choice it's not a hard choice yes. Like, yes, and it's choosing like, to be happy is something that people put so much walls mm-hmm. on with like dang like y'all like just wake yes. up wake up today and choose you like you want to wake up yeah. today and choose everybody else but you like and it's not mm-hmm. that hard like you know no, it's really not and it's, it's like, not super easy but it's not as hard as people want to make it seem no, because you the results that you get out of it is so positive and so it helpful and so it makes healthy. you happy and it feels and it feels like a breath of fresh air. It, like it, it, it I don't does. gotta worry and I don't gotta get cussed out exactly for taking a nap exactly. or going to sleep exactly. or going to the gym for like hours. Exactly. You know, like I can go and do what I wanna do because Sarah wants to do it. I will exactly. I'm gonna go to the gym at this Not time. because I need validation from somebody else. Like and honestly, the root of people not wanting to be happy, like like I don't even care. Like I'm like people want to be mad if they want to be mad. But the but the reason people don't want to be happy is because it's easier to stay in a messed up situation than to because you're comfortable than to just force yourself to be uncomfortable and walk away. Mm-hmm. But then after you walk away, you feel so much better and you're like, dang, why didn't I do that? Yeah. Like, why didn't I do that, like, months ago? Be- because yeah. you're comfortable and you didn't have people to tell you, yeah. hey, like... And it was, like, and it was like for me at first, like, when, like, when I cut everything off, like, I was hurt. Like, yeah. I was so upset. I remember crying, writing in my journal, just like, oh, I wish this feeling would go away. But I had to go through those feelings to be where I'm at right now. Like, yeah. me, I'm you the type, to. I'll feel it. I'll, I'll force myself to feel all these emotions at first because yeah. if you don't feel them at first, you're going to feel them later. You're going to feel them so later. So I forced, I forced myself, I sat myself down and said, you need to cry. You need yeah. to be hurt. You need to you release need to, it all. You need it release. Yes. And that's exactly what I did. And after that, I told myself, like, first week of March, I'm going to go get a car. And I just said that, like, honestly, I really wasn't even ready. But I was just like, I'm going to do this because I've been wanting a car for so long. Um, it was a Monday. Thursday I went, I found my car. Literally, I went to other places. It's putting the energy out there. Yeah. And my energy was so high at that point just because of how vulnerable I was. Yeah. And it was just like, I did that. And then after, I'm like, oh, wow. Like, I did this. And now I can work on my fitness journey. Been doing great with that. Been consistent for almost three months now. Yeah, I'd be in the gym, like, for real. And I like it, though. I'm not forcing myself. I made it a priority. Well, it's because when it becomes a priority and you put yourself first and you start enjoying the things you're doing, like, it it no longer becomes a I have to and it becomes a I get to, you know? Yeah, no, I get to do this. Because I always, and this thing, my fitness journey been on and off. Like, oh, my God. My first, when I first started going to the gym, I was just, I was like 16, playing around with my friends. They had that free little summer program or whatever. I would go over there. (laughs) But like we went and, to the gym today <laughs> right and i wouldn't even sweat i would be in there just playing well yeah but because then, you didn't know who you were in the gym you know exactly so then the second time i got back serious i was going a lot but my problem was i wanted to be i was stuck on this thing where i wanted to be like skinny and thinner mm-hmm. even though that's not even my body type like i can't be skinny i'm literally like a bobblehead but um, and I look like one. Literally, I lost all this weight because all I did was cardio. I didn't do no weight lifting. All I did was cardio, and I was on a calorie deficit. And I barely even ate. Lost all the weight, 
but I lost my ass. I looked at <laughs> knees and motherfucking sick. I could not fit my clothes and it just was not working. So then I took a break from the gym. And then after that, I took a long ass break. Like I would not even go. Yeah. So then I did research though, a little bit, I did some research. And then now this time around, I'm late. I'm weightlifting now. Yeah. I do cardio three, three times a week and I'm more consistent and I eat yeah. and I'm eating a lot of protein now yeah. because protein is good when you're trying to, you know, gain exactly. muscle and everything. But like, I know about the gym now. Like I know what I like to do. I know yeah. what works for my body. You have your rhythm. I know you my your, body type. You know yeah. exactly so just now, what you're doing. So now I know, like I had to yeah. go through all these different trials with the gym and I'm like, damn, what the fuck? What am I supposed to be doing? But now I know what I'm supposed to be doing. Now the only problem I'm having is my protein intake because like I just haven't gotten to protein powders and stuff yet. I just didn't like doing like I've been different spectrum, yeah. like once you really yeah. get into it, but yeah. Yeah. So, so a lot. Yeah, it is a lot, but I think we we hit a lot of good stuff. <laughs> we yeah. hit a lot of good stuff today. <laughs> we hit a lot of good topics and um definitely will be not the last that we come on no, here we you know we, we got to sure, keep yeah. got to keep finding different topics and just as we keep healing in our own separate ways like just keep re reconnecting on that you know and mm-hmm. staying in this community to build up this healthy space and, yeah, and lift each other exactly be they be there for each other like and i i forgot to even ask you like what state do you live in um literally i, I say michigan michigan so when yeah when we drove, oh that's right in detroit right yeah. okay yeah yeah i yeah. was like i don't know if she lives in freaking no i ain't minnesota. Far, no. i was like i swear i thought minnesota bro <laughs> on everything i love i was like no that's what you said you on central time i was like that's a little far to be on central time <laughs> oh my god that's so funny <laughs> But yeah, we neighbors. We neighbors, damn near. Exactly. So that yeah. that's like four and a half, five hours. Like no, straight, literally, it was straight like four hours. up. Yeah, right. yes, no, literally. So yeah. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> but we gonna close this out because otherwise we're gonna keep talking for hours. Oh my god, no, seriously. <laughs> we keep talking outside of here, but I was like, wait a minute. I'm like, we gonna keep talking for hours if we don't close yeah. this out. Yeah. Um. Thank you uh, for being vulnerable with me mm-hmm. to come on here and being last minute, being cool with it. <laughs> like, no, it's I was fine. like, I'm going to throw this out there on the limb and see how she responds. <laughs> I love it. I appreciate you. And yep. um, yeah, this is this is what this is all about. Coming on here and creating a creating healthy space. So mm-hmm. yeah. And thanks for having me. It's great. We, we are definitely going to do more podcasts. Oh, 100%. This is this, great. Hundred percent. This is not. This is definitely. And then hopefully we can. You can come to Chicago. I can come to Detroit, and we can. Oh uh, no, film no. One in person, I'm definitely. You know, this summer I'm definitely coming back to Chicago. Okay, so 100%. when you do, we'll get one in person. Oh, yes, for sure. The film in person, but <laughs> I'm still learning how to do these outros. But I'm just like I don't. <laughs> okay, it's like, y'all. It's like how do All I right. do? All right, we. All right, we we done, y'all. We done. All right. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>